Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness, so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. Enkindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. This is the seventh Sunday of Easter. The first and second readings are Acts 7, 55 to 60 and Revelations 22. The gospel is John 17, 20 to 26. This gospel is before Jesus was rested. It is his prayer to the Father for all believers. It is before the ascension. I do not pray for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their word, that all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. I pray that you may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me I have given them the glory you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I living in them, you living in me, that their unity may be complete. So shall the world know that you sent me and that you loved them as you loved me. Father, all those you gave me, I would have in my company where I am to see this glory of mine, which is your gift to me because of the love you bore me before the world began. Just Father, the world has not yet known you, but I have known you. And these men have known that you sent me. To them, I have revealed your name and I will continue to reveal it so that your love for me may live in them and I may live in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Questions. For whom did Jesus say he was praying? John 17. Not for his disciples alone, but also for those who will believe in him through their word. Why did God send his son into the world? Because he loves the world. And he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. 
What has Jesus prepared for us? A dwelling place in his father's house. And how will we get there? Then he says, I shall come back to take you with me, that where I am, you also may be. Whom does the father love and honor? Jesus said, if anyone serves me, him the father will honor. Whom does the world love and what will they do to you on account of Jesus? Jesus says in John 15, 19 to 21, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. The reason it hates you is that you do not belong to the world, but I chose you out of the world. Remember what I told you, no slave is greater than his master. They will harry you as they harried me. They will respect your words as much as they respected mine. All this they will do to you because of my name, for they know nothing of him who sent me. What was kept by those to whom Jesus revealed the Father? I have made your name known to those you gave me out of the world. These men you gave me were yours. They have kept your word. The personal question, what priority has keeping God's word and speaking God's word had in your life? Evaluate last week and see what you spent most of your time doing and saying. Deacon can answer that the number one priority in my life I fall, but I know he is here to help me get up and start again. He loves me, and I am his completely. And I answer that. The priority is his word. Study and obedience to it is definitely my number one priority. Living his word out in my family and with my friends and neighbors is where he has me. With no TV, very little news, I have been able to maintain my peace and relationship with Jesus. And also that personal, how do others see the love of Jesus in you? For me, through the love of that I show them. In the commentary, Jesus completes his prayer to the Father. He began by asking his Father to glorify him so that he may glorify the Father. He told his Father that he did everything that was asked of him, and now the hour of glory had come. His glory would be the cross. It was not his will, but he obeyed his Father's will, even unto death on a cross, Philippians 2, 2-11. Then he prayed for his disciples and ask God to keep them strong in their faith. In today's passage, Jesus is praying for us. In this prayer, we see his confidence both in his Father and for those who are going to be Christ followers. He knew that in a very short time, he was going to be betrayed, arrested, and killed. And he still was confident that his disciples would carry on his name. 
He was praying for the new church to come. He prayed for a unity of heart, not administration, not a unity of ecclesiastical organization. He prayed for a unity of personal relationships. We have seen the unity between Jesus and his father was love and obedience. Jesus prayed for a unity based on the relationships of heart to heart, not denomination to denomination. Jesus prayed that a unity would exist in which people loved each other because they loved him. Christian unity overcomes all differences because it joins people together in love. It is more natural for people to be divided than united. It is more natural for people to fly apart than to come together. But real unity between all Christians would require a supernatural solution. And that solution is loving one another as Jesus has loved us. The application, the gospel shows unity does not have to mean uniformity. This week, bring unity into your own heart by praying that God will change your attitude toward others who do not believe and practice their faith in God like you. Then look around you and see who is not of the same faith as you. And then let them experience your respect, your kindness, and your generosity. Then love them just as Jesus loves you. You will be amazed at the power and result of your witness of Christ. This Thursday is the ascension of the Lord. The first and second readings are Acts 1, 1 to 11, and Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. On your own, do this whole lesson. We will cover the gospel, Luke 24, 46 to 53. He said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. In his name, penance for the remission of sins is to be preached to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of this. See, I send down upon you the promise of my father. Remain in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out near Bethany and with hands upraised, blessed them. As he blessed, he left them and was taken up to heaven. They fell down to do him reverence then returned to Jerusalem filled with joy. There they were to be found in the temple constantly, speaking the praises of God, the gospel of the Lord. The questions. Psalm 32, 5. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, my guilt I covered not. I said, I confess my faults to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. The Lord spoke to me through this psalm when I was angry and blaming others for the anger I was holding on to. If you have any anger or unforgiveness toward anyone, I would suggest you read this whole psalm. The Lord will speak to you. I was going to a counselor at one time in my life, and God 
told me in this psalm, he would be my counselor and tell me the way to go. Rest assured, God is faithful and will do what he said. For day and night, his hand was heavy upon me. Thank you, Lord. What did the Father promise and to whom was the promise made? Acts 2, 38 to 39. Peter answered, you must reform and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, that your sins may be forgiven. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It was to you and your children the promise was made, and to all those still far off whom the Lord our God calls. He has forgiven us. The proof that you have received his forgiveness is your forgiveness of anyone who has hurt you. What are we to clothe ourselves with? Colossians 3, 12. Because you are God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with heartfelt mercy, with kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Personal question. When did you receive the promise of the Father? And what has he commissioned you to do? What things have you been a witness to and what have you been clothed with? Deacon Kenny answered that. I received the promise at confirmation. It was made to me at my baptism. Be his witness wherever I go. And his life, his glory, and his power are the things that have been a witness to. And a hunger and desire to serve him more and more in my life. And I answered that, I thought I received the gift of the Holy Spirit when I was angry, repented, and he flooded me with his love in 1974. But I see now it was at my baptism I received the grace from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When I made a Life in the Spirit seminar, I began to learn about the Holy Spirit and realized I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. He has commissioned me to go out and tell of his love and forgiveness and desire to have a relationship with all his people. He thirsts for our, our love, as Mother Teresa would say. I have been a witness to the saving love of Jesus in myself and others. I have been clothed with heartfelt compassion for all people in the commentary. We celebrate on this special feast day of the church, the ascension of the Lord. This is the time when Jesus was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Over the centuries, many believers overcome by the awareness of their own sins have found the words of today's passage, a strong ray of hope. Jesus opened up their minds to understand the scriptures. The Holy Spirit does this in our lives today when we study God's holy word, his written testimony, and sacred tradition, oral testimony, especially as presented in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The message of good news for the whole world today is that Jesus died to ransom the soul of every living person. He thirsts for you. He is waiting for you to confess, to repent, and to receive his mercy and forgiveness. To confess our sins is to agree with God that he is right 
to declare that what we have done is sinful and we are wrong. To abandon that sin is to repent or change, which is to turn away from sin and turn back to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Then we can trust in him to forgive us and make us whole again. He told his disciples that they were already witnesses to his mercy and forgiveness. He promises to send them what his father has promised, and that was the gift of the Holy Spirit. His promise was revealed to the disciples in the upper room, Acts 1.8, and that Holy Spirit is the same spirit that resides in your temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6.19. You are to witness to the ends of the earth with the same power as the disciple. Jesus' physical presence left the disciples when he lifted up his hands, blessed them, and was taken up into heaven. Acts 1.9. You receive this blessing each time you attend Mass. They fell down to do him reverence, then returned to Jerusalem filled with joy. There they were to be found in the temple, constantly speaking the praises of God. The application, the first reading tells us the apostles were looking on. Jesus was lifted up and says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. In the second reading, God seated Jesus at his right hand in the heavens and gave him as head over all things to the church. And in the gospel, we are told that the message of good news is that Jesus died to ransom the souls of the whole world. This week, let us go to someone in our family, our community, or our parish to pray with them and to proclaim the good news to them that Jesus is alive. Repent of any wrongdoing by stopping the sinful action and turning back to God. Receive the sacrament of reconciliation and Holy Eucharist frequently, and this will give you the grace needed in order for you to live your life for Christ. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless.
Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.